everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast right here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Gluck from The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Chase Elliott from Hendrick Motorsports, the defending Cup Series champion, and the two-time defending winner of the Roval Race a race that takes place again this year coming up uh, this weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, Chase uh, was kind enough to sit down with me at Talladega Super Speedway prior to that race. So you might hear some background noise as we were outside, outdoors, recording this interview. Obviously, uh, right now, this, the uh, protocols are in, are in place there uh, to try and avoid getting the drivers sick in the middle of the playoffs. So... Um, outdoor interviews are encouraged and, and all that. But, uh, this turned out, I think to be, uh, the best interview I've ever done with Chase Elliott. I thought this was really good. He was in a great chatty mood and really enjoyed talking to him about a variety of topics. So excited for you to listen to it and hear what you think. And, uh, let's jump right into it. All right, everybody. I'm here with Chase Elliott and, uh, Chase, it's nice to see you. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Uh, on occasion, uh, on occasion, I typically uh, my my latest go-to has been uh, I work at I work at Napa, which is uh, you know convenient. You know I'm from you know, north of Atlanta, right? Their headquarters are in Atlanta, so um, I work in the sports department of of uh, Napa headquarters, uh, which is not really a lie. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like that's a pretty honorable answer that's perfect because you can you can talk about the company yeah you're you know, talking about, about napa yeah. giving them some love um and yeah it's close to home and i do in a sense yeah i uh, work for them so yeah it's good <laughs> i like that uh which current cup driver have you known for the longest current cup driver that i've known for the longest um i mean probably ryan i guess you know i mean he and i were friends when we were kids kind of grew up um, around one another you know there's guys that I know of you know that are obviously older than us but um, yeah I would probably say him you know we, we kind of took the same path uh, racing wise so spent a good bit of time around one another so I would say yeah I would say that okay uh, can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car not really it doesn't it doesn't feel good um, you know just uh yeah un, unpleasant you know i would say part of it's you know especially at a, at a place like this a lot of it's just kind of helpless you know um but just uh it can be very violent you know a very violent uh jolt or multiple jolts um to to you i've never been you know tackled on the football field really hard but i would have to think that initial jolt um Maybe similar, but I don't know. I've never, I've never played uh, professional football or anything like that. But um, yeah, I don't really exactly know how to describe it, other than it's kind of unpleasant. Um, you know, obviously some are worse, you know, than others. When when you hit something real hard, yeah, it, it um, doesn't feel well. Sometimes it'll knock the breath out of you. You know, just uh, yeah, like I said, that that initial jolt can be can be pretty violent, um, you know, especially at a place like this. You know, you're the first person all year to say that it's like a football tackle. That's probably so true because as soon as you said that, I was thinking about like a 
pun returner where they're like right they catch it and they just get creamed yeah that's I mean, probably so what it is well i've never done i've never it's, I, I i don't like to relate to things that i have never done right but uh, when i watch that i'm like you know in a in a situation that you're talking about that guy's kind of helpless right yeah um kind of knows what's coming but you know you just kind of hope hope for the best i guess um in in a sense but yeah like i said i don't really know what to compare it to but you know like i said it can be a, a pretty violent um you know sequence of events for sure yeah uh, do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? Um, I've gotten into fly fishing here here lately, which has been a lot of fun. Um, never, I didn't really grow up hunting. Uh, nothing against it, uh, but my my dad was never a hunter. I feel like uh, people that grow up to be hunters typically grew up doing it, or their parents took them, or their grandparents took them, or their uncle, or something. And that was just wasn't really the case for me. Um, my dad's best buddy growing up, um, he was really big into fishing, big into fly fishing. And I fished a little bit uh, when I was younger. Um, never took up fly fishing. You know, just obviously it's harder than just, you know, going out and, and doing regular fishing. But uh, it's gotten into that here recently, which has been a lot of fun and, and really enjoyed that. Enjoy, you know, being outside. This time of year is beautiful in a lot of places so i've enjoyed enjoyed doing that it's tough it's a it, fly fishing's hard uh for me especially when you're just getting into it so been fun though I, I don't know if you've ever seen the old movie a river runs through it um but it's like about fly fishing fishing and it looks so freaking hard like the whole like the rhythm that you have to have and like I, that looks super super hard it is it is really tough it's definitely i feel like the golf of fishing um <laughs> you know it can be kind of frustrating uh you're you know, cadence of how you of how you lay the line out there is really important. And then the hardest part for me has been uh, when you get a fish on, you know, the line is so thin, um, you can break the line really easily. So it's there's it, a lot of finesse in it and, and kind of letting the fish do what he needs to do to kind of wear himself out, even a small one, um, which is, it, it makes it really fun, but it makes it tough too. So I've been, been enjoying learning how to do that. Wow, okay. Uh, what makes you laugh during a race? I'm not sure I've ever laughed uh, <laughs> d during a race, but um, I mean, I feel like the only thing that comes to my mind would be, you know, something that someone said, you know, on the radio, uh, some type of inside joke or something that no one else is going to understand, but I know what they're talking about. That I feel I could find that funny. Uh, but outside that, it's, I don't know that I ever really have much. Okay. What's a quality or skill you envy in another driver? A quality or skill? Man, that is tough. Um, I'm trying to think of, of someone who has just been a kind of an outlier um, in, in, in a certain area. Uh, well, I will say this. This is one that, that I always admired. Uh, Matt Kenseth, one thing that... <laughs> I don't feel like he ever got enough credit for it, was getting on and off pit road. Hmm. Um, you know, for years, I'm not sure if you remember, they used to call his pit crew the killer bees. Yep. And they just killed it on pit road. And they did. Um, but Matt had a lot to do with that. I really think that he, uh, at the time, was 
maximizing things on pit road that other guys weren't doing. Oh, okay. Um, and as time went on and we started getting these timesheets and kind of what was going on, I mean, Matt was at the top of the board in my first couple of years. He was always the fastest guy in uh, and off pit road and a lot of times down pit road as well. So uh, that's that's been an area that, that I feel like I need to do a better job in. Um, it's a tough thing to maximize because you miss pit road and you're, you know, you've really hurt yourself bad. So it's like, what's the cost benefit? But whatever technique he had going on and used um, through his time was impressive. And um, I always admired, I admired a lot of things about Matt, but that was that was one of them. Wow, that's super interesting. I, I never realized that actually. Yeah. Um, so this next one's a wild card question. I'm mixing it up for each guy. And um, I'm always fascinated with, with your love for flying and how you fly yourself back and forth. Um, when you're up in the air and you're by yourself and you're just, you know all up there what what is it that you that you love about that so much um well one i mean it, it's obviously a, a major privilege to be able to do that um you know i feel like flying is a is a big time privilege and it, it it's also a challenge i feel like at the same time so you know one it gives you some freedom to do things that you might not typically be able to do um you know don't necessarily have to call somebody to come take you somewhere or or whatever um, but just to me, the, the, the opportunity it's opened up for me to, to live off site uh, has, been, has been really nice. Um, I, I, I mean, without having the ability to fly and be able to kind of go um, back and forth to, to Charlotte, I'm not sure that I could, I could live away. Uh, maybe, but it would be, it would be tough. Um, and, and it still has, you know, its challenges a lot of times. You know, a lot of time on the road and, and flying, but I, I enjoy I enjoy the flying. So mm -hmm. it's um, it's been a nice you know a nice balance. But you know, I would say the freedom it gives you, and and also the challenge of, of doing it. You know, it's not it's not something you know you take for granted. It's not a joy ride, um, really ever. I feel like it, it it's it's definitely a little bit of work, um, but it, but it is a I feel like it's a good kind of work. It's something that kind of keeps your mind sharp. Um, I think it's very similar to driving and, hmm. and kind of your headspace and your decision making. Um, you know, you're probably a little more, um, your decision making in the car might be more aggressive than it, than it would be flying at times, but certainly there's a lot of, a lot of things that cross. I mean, the precision of, of doing both is very important, um, but I just think your headspace and um, just, it helps you it helps teach you to think ahead a little more, I think, which is which is good. You know, you never want to get behind an airplane, um, and you never want to get behind a, a race car either. You know, you always kind of want to be thinking what's next uh, in a sense. So a lot of things I enjoy. I'm not sure if I rambled on too much, but a lot of things I enjoy about it, and those are a few. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what's an embarrassing mi mistake you've made on the racetrack that you're willing to share with us now? Um, man, I make a lot of mistakes. Um, have made have made a lot you know I'm, I'm sure people have have seen them um and i've been pretty open about them too after the fact so i'm not sure that there's one that really stands out that no one already knows about um you know recent times uh you know a couple weeks ago i'm trying to think yeah darlington had a had a we were talking about missing pit road miss pit road at darlington um, tough place to get on pit road, but certainly no excuse to, to miss it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, 
I think I feel like everybody already knew about that. And yeah, uh, you watch the race, you're gonna you're gonna see those things. So, you know, the Roval coming up next week reminds me of absolutely blowing turn one and and crashing. Uh, got lucky on that one, but yeah, a lot of mistakes, uh, things that you know you never want to do and whatnot. But I guess we're all we're all human and um, easy to do. It happens. Sure. Uh, if you could, well. I've been asking everybody if you could live in a different state than where the shop is, where would you want to move? <laughs> you already have yeah, checked yeah. that box. So yeah, yeah. Box I guess if check. there's any other state uh, aside from Georgia or North Carolina, um, is there a third place that you could see yourself living someday? Yeah, you know, we um, when when Dad quit racing full-time, we, we actually moved to Colorado when I was a younger kid. Um, spent, spent two and a half years out there, which was a great experience. I uh, got to see a lot of things as a... I'm trying to think how old I was, like nine, ten, somewhere in there, and I uh, really enjoyed my time out there. I could totally see myself. I feel like I could live there again in the summers. Uh, the winters get kind of long, and and your options of, of doing things are just less in the winter. Uh, but summers, man, I mean, you can do. If you're not outdoors doing something, you're just you need to just leave. I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. uh, just amazing out there. Weather's incredible, um, and opportunity to go and and explore and do things outside are, are endless so i could totally see myself being out there in the summers yep yep for sure uh if someone handed you an envelope and inside of the envelope was the date of your final career victory would you want to open it <laughs> um that's tough probably I'm trying to think about both sides of that a little bit probably not um, just because I think it might, you know, skew. Uh, first off, I mean, that, that's not a privilege that, you know, other people have had, A. Um, so it's not really fair to know when that is. I think, I think it's important to treat all of them like they could be your last, to be, to be honest. Um, you know, I could have already had my last one, right? I mean, who knows? Uh, tomorrow is never guaranteed. Uh, I've learned I've learned that through um, you know my 25 short years but life's a fragile thing and and I'm not sure it'd be uh, fair to really know you know when when or if that day would come so yeah just uh, enjoy them all like they might be your last I think would be the best approach. Chase have you achieved your childhood dream? I have Uh, I'll be honest I I feel like I have I, I you know had always wanted to to be a race car driver and and um make it to this level you know i i feel like i still have goals that i want to achieve here um but just uh yeah i would have i could have never i could have never asked for anything more i don't feel like and just kind of how the stars aligned for me and the time I came along and the opportunities that were presented to me at, at the age I was at, um, the things I've had, the things I've got to see and do and be a part of at 25, I feel like I've lived uh, the life, I feel like I've lived 10 lives hmm. that, that a lot of people um, aren't able to do. Uh, so I don't, I don't take that lightly and I don't take it for granted, uh, but I feel very fortunate. I mean, I've, I have way more than I'll ever deserve at, at my age right now. and. Um, you know, I try to try to keep all that stuff in perspective. But you know, just as far as my dream of being a race car driver and being here, I do. I mean, that's certainly achieved. Um, 
you know, always wanted to be a champion. You know, that last year uh, came true. Do I want more? Absolutely. You know, I, I want to add to that. I'd, I'd love to, to continue that forward as well. But just overall, I'm not sure I could ask for, I mean, for a, a young kid who wanted to be a race car driver to grow up to have, you know, won some races and, and have a championship at, at 25, almost 26, I'm not really sure I could ask for a whole lot more. That's awesome. So uh, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next guy. Last week was with uh, Jeremy Clements, and he wants to know, what is your least favorite part of the race weekend? Um, that's tough. I mean, it really just kind of depends on the week, you know. Um, Sunday nights are, are honestly, I feel like, kind of a, a tough part of the week just because, you know, you, you amp yourself up. Uh, in a way, you know, your mindset, I feel like, is all about preparation and uh, looking forward to the race. And race day morning is, you know, excitement around that. I'm, you know, excited to be here, especially this time of year. Uh, I'm more excited to come just because I feel like there's something on the line every week. And that makes me want to be here more. I enjoy that uh, aspect of it, or I've grown to enjoy it. Um, you know, so yeah, it's like checkered flags out, or you crash, or your day's over, and then, all right, you know, we're going home and wait six more days and do it again so uh it, it it's really you know I, I would say one of the bigger challenges is just turning that off and turning it on uh learning how to not carry it home with you too much and and, and go on down the road i feel like i've gotten better at that as time's gone on okay that's great um the next interview i'm doing is supposed to be with uh josh williams from the xfinity series uh do you have a question i might be able to ask him yeah i to be real honest i don't know josh um I'm not sure I've ever spoke to him very much. So that, that, that's a tough question um, for me to know what to ask him. I'm not a reporter. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, would, I would love to, you know, be curious as to kind of what his future goals are. Um, you know, I, I, I have admired his work ethic. I feel like he's, he's always worked really, really hard to, to be and, and stay where he's at. Um, but yeah, just be curious to kind of know where where he and his team are headed and and what their um, you know what their goals are to to continue forward. Yeah, I love it. Well, man, thank this is tremendous. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I really no appreciate problem. it. Anytime. All right, everybody, there you have it. Chase Elliott on the twelve questions, and excited to ask that question to Josh Williams from the Xfinity series as well. And uh, if you're listening to this on the Teardown feed. Um, and you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can actually get early access to these 12 questions interviews each week, both the podcast version and the written version. And to see a 50% off offer, which runs through October 20th, is at least what I'm told right now, uh, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions, and you should see that offer there. So uh, please support our work so we can keep going to the track and get you more of these interviews in the future from some of your favorite drivers. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.